0: Welcome everyone to Radio. I'm your host John Tanner, and today we are, via Zoom, talking with Mr. Matt Roberts from Juniper Networks, and he is talking to us about the latest technology in modern healthcare networks. Well, welcome Matt. And Matt, the network in any modern healthcare facility really is the lifeblood of that institution, and we need to be paying attention to how well these networks are maintained. So my question to you is: What are some of the healthcare trends in the industry today that we should be paying attention to?
1: Sure. And first off, you know, thank you for having me, John. Much appreciated, and I look forward to our our session today. So you know, obviously, the COVID pandemic it created a lot of pain, a lot of suffering around the world. Created a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but instead of dwelling on a lot of those negative aspects today. Uh, we actually did see some good things emerge out of the entire situation. Um, if we learned one thing through our experiences in 2020, as well as going into 2021 here, uh, it was that the network should be considered really a strategic, vital asset to every healthcare provider uh, going forward. And so, during uh, and post-COVID, uh, we saw a lot of new virtual care models evolve. Right? Uh, we saw work from home become a permanent transition for a lot of you know uh, for a lot of workers. And then we also saw a continual swarm of IoT devices and monitoring capabilities that extended outside of the hospital because it had to. And so even more and more technology rides on the infrastructure, right, it's important that each organization has to take a holistic look at the network. And that means really eliminating as much band-aiding. I would like to use that word, uh, band-aiding, because it, it is real. And eliminating as much of this band-aiding as possible, which allows us to build an intelligent network that's built for more modern healthcare, uh, where again, security is built in opposed to bolted on. And when you consider that more than 90% of our providers have had a data breach uh, and over the past three years, uh, it's that's that's astounding and startling enough. Uh, more than 50% have had five or more breaches gotta make sure that the network is a 24-7, 365 living and breathing environment, but it has to be protected, right? And so also, you know, research shows us that over 80% of network troubleshooting time is actually spent trying to identify and locate the problem, and it takes more than four hours to troubleshoot a typical issue. So think about that, right? And if providers lived in this type of environment, in which most do, IT is truly guilty until proven innocent in nearly all instances, right? And so if you kind of peel back the onion, if you combine all of this, and now you throw in more focus around the patient and the clinician experience, I get excited because you've got the opportunity here to really shift the paradigm of healthcare. And that's one that's much more closely aligned to what I'll call consumerism model, right? And one that's way, way, way more predictive uh, than what has been in the past. And if I play uh, if I play provider, healthcare provider here just for a second, uh, I wanna love on my patients and clinicians more than ever, right? Uh, that's what makes the community healthier. healthier. Uh, that's what makes our model more successful. Uh, and in return, I'll get the same type of love back, right? Because the patients, the guests, my staff, they're having good experiences uh, when they step foot into my facility or maybe when they wanna access data while they're sitting on a park bench somewhere watching their kids play, or let's say maybe they're at a vacation home in the Rocky Mountains.
0: So as I'm hearing what you're saying, I'm thinking healthcare providers need to think more strategically about their networks. And it's really an area that is often overlooked. So how can these providers do this? I mean, where do they start, Matt?
1: Yeah, John, that's that's a great question. So as you said earlier, the network is the lifeblood of the healthcare enterprise, right? Uh, I oftentimes use the analogy, uh, it functions similar to the vascular system and immune system of the human body that transports and protects the critical information and data 24-7, 365. And so this network, right, uh, plays a vital role in keeping the organization healthy. And without a healthy network, the organization is not able to scale, not able to support new applications, uh, other technologies that really will assist, right, again, in driving better patient outcomes. So your question, where, where do you start? Right? For what it's worth, uh, I, I believe most IT leaders should actually take a, a step back, assess really whether they feel their network and security posture can scale with their planned and, and dare I even say it, unplanned growth, because we have to account for that. Uh, whether it can support an evolving distributed location footprint uh, or, or contracting, uh, as well as a workforce right, that's now going to be working perhaps from home in certain areas. And then also really looking at whether the technology is creating value uh, and doing more things than just passing packets, like it typically is uh, labeled, right? Uh, And so you've got to also look at the economics here, John, Um, the hard and the soft costs. Have you been buying the same brand? Because maybe that's all you know. Uh, And does that type of technology limit your freedom of choice Uh, in a very interoperable world, right? Because we are now in a world data exchange. And so you know, is it aligned to your organizational goals? These are all these types of questions, right, that you should be asking yourself and the team should be asking each other. And, and listen, I've been, I've been in healthcare care for, uh, for 20 years, and so I'm a big advocate for choice. And uh, you, as, as I would say, the provider should be in a position to dictate your own strategy, uh, opposed to someone like a manufacturer telling you what you can and cannot do. So yeah, we're seeing more and more partner organizations jumping in and helping neutralize really what I call the playing field. And so you know, find one of those partners, uh, you know, who has new allegiance uh, or an alliance to a specific manufacturer, but maybe one that focuses on uh, extracting as much value out of the technology for their customers. It might seem pretty simple. It might seem pretty obvious as well, uh, but we see so many uh, providers really struggling with this dilemma. Uh, you know, we've done it this way for 10 years. Do I really need to change? And, and, you know, I, I fully realized that the word transition uh, it can be terrifying at times, uh, especially for healthcare. But in order to thrive in, uh, you know, we'll call this the new era, right? Post-COVID, where everybody is on their own digital transformation journey, uh, transitioning uh, or in a certain context, uh, maybe I should use the word adapting. Uh, it's probably going to be a matter of success or failure. And remaining status quo, uh, it could be a provider's worst enemy.
0: Let's talk about artificial intelligence a little bit. How can healthcare providers use that technology, artificial intelligence, to improve their networks and, of course, reduce costs at the same time?
1: Sure. I think it's fair to say that the industry is starting to see more AI solutions. Um, I think more so probably on the clinical side of the house. Uh, So they're starting to emerge and actually be deployed, right, in, in a lot of these medical environments and hospital environments. Now, however, the infrastructure that supports these applications and all these different devices uh, fundamentally should be embracing AI as well, right? Or else we're going backwards. And so just like improving the detection and the diagnosis uh, of serious medical medical conditions, right? Uh, we now actually harness the power of providing a whole assortment of different types of intelligence as it relates to what's happening on the network. And you know, taking it a step further, John, We're actually going deeper into understanding what's happening at the user and device level, which again dictates an experience. And so you can leverage rich telemetry data. Uh, Also, virtual network assistants are, are now available. And so you can quickly identify root cause issues across all different types of IT domains, right? So think about the wireless side of the network, think about the local area network, think about the wide area network, think about your security posture all across your enterprise. These are the tools that can automatically fix uh, or maybe even recommend actions right with high efficacy. And so, you know, it's helping it teams, I'll say, prioritize issues, assign resources efficiently. Uh, You look at the the burden on the help desk. Uh, There's a lot of pressure there. So it can actually reduce the pressure on help desk operations when you start to use AI and machine learning and every day, every week, every month and every year the network is learning and watching behaviors and it's getting smarter. And that's a much faster mean time to resolution and a mean time to innocence, which is important for IT, right? And so in the traditional world, uh, I'll just ask the question, right? Who, who or what is the first to blame when someone can't get connected? Or let's say a doctor or a nurse gets that dreaded spinning hourglass when they're accessing an EMR or the radiologist trying to access an image uh, of the network team, of course, right? Network's always to blame. So what typically happens, it somebody's probably going to call into IT, they're going to log a help desk ticket, and then someone has to try to recreate that issue that was just experienced, uh, which recreating that issue, right, helps determine the diagnosis for the actual problem. Well, what does that require? It typically requires IT actually chasing down the doctor or the nurse, right, to spend more time recreating that issue. That doesn't sound productive, though, and that's so Part of what we deal with today and that's the traditional world and so you take a step back there's actually a much better way to do this when you use ai and you use machine learning and you have this lights on network I'll call it, where the dark spots are no longer exposed and you can actually understand what's happening on the network at all time with just a deep level of visibility things like uh not to get too technical but like a dynamic packet capture allows it to have issues Captured in real time at their fingertips. So you don't have to go chase down that doctor or that nurse to recreate the issue. And so, you know, if this type of issue has happened before, guess what? The networks learned it, seen it, and it's getting smarter, like I said, every day, every week, every month, and every year. And it knows how to treat it and it can self diagnose and it can actually self action. And you can probably hear in my voice, you know, I get a bit excited here because. AI, machine learning, it's not a buzzword anymore. Uh, It's not like, remember the term cloud? Uh, AI was being kind of thrown around just like the term cloud was uh, over the last couple of years. The possibilities here are truly endless. And, you know, we're starting to see this make a a huge difference for a lot of our customers.
0: So, Matt, can you tell our, our listening audience a couple of things that sets Juniper apart from other manufacturers in the networking industry?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. First, I'd like to say that our company really takes pride in in meeting our customers um, and our prospects, right? Mid-journey. And so uh, it's important, right? I think we both agree that we live in a day and age where everybody's currently either developing or maybe needing to redevelop their IT strategy. And so our technologies, they're all standards-based. Uh, meaning that we interoperate with existing solutions. That's important because we don't expect healthcare providers that live in a very sensitive environment, right? And that are very, very risk adverse uh, to rip and replace everything at once. Uh, and so that, that that's very important, right? Uh, second, we believe and uh, you know, I'll say hopefully our customers would agree that we've got the right architecture for modern healthcare. We have cloud and AI driven architectures that are literally purposely built for reliability agility, and for speed, right? And with the economics behind it. And so we built uh, Juniper, right? We built some of the largest networks in the world. If you know our heritage in the service provider world, uh, we we have built so many networks at at scale. I look at healthcare as being a service provider, right? For the community. It's a very similar model. It's a 24-7, 365 environment. It's very sensitive. When Juniper gets deployed, it works, right? And that's because we tailor and we test for environments with the highest standards, okay? And third, uh, as I mentioned a little bit earlier in, in, our, in our chat here, when every patient and caregiver experience matters, we need that visibility to extend down to what is happening at that user and device level, okay? This allows us to take and use AI, and we'll uh, we'll talk about location-based services maybe here in a few. Uh, to create some really amazing, unique experiences for everyone who connects to that network. And weirdly, a lot of those experiences actually go unnoticed on the clinical side. And and that's perfectly fine, right? Because if they're not experienced, let's say Wi-Fi drop or a spinning hourglass, uh, there's most likely no frustration towards IT. Uh, In other words, right, IT isn't perceived as the culprit. And uh, the entity that's actually preventing the caregiver from spending more time with the patient, that's a good thing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Do you have some examples of customers currently implementing your solutions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll use uh, I'll use one that's actually a, a very quite um, interesting use case, and it's uh, an expanding footprint for Juniper, but we're making uh, a major difference around the veteran experience. Uh, so I'll use, for example, the Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay, uh, the Orlando. Uh, VA Medical Center, a mm-hmm. customer of ours, and we are uh, deploying across the VA health system as as we speak. Uh, but in particular, the Orlando VA Medical Center at Lake Nona, uh, sixty five acre campus, uh, roughly three hundred and fifteen beds, uh, serves the re- region's four hundred plus thousand, uh, 400, plus veterans, and so. Uh, what they did, and, and I'm not sure if, if you're familiar or our listeners are familiar, but this is the newest build. Uh, when I talk about a building, right? The newest build for the VA health system, and so they built this really beautiful, uh, but I'll say large, right? 1.2 million square foot medical center, and what they found was it was absolutely beautiful, right? And it was uh, uh, everything was was modernized, but they found it difficult for patients and staff to navigate and find medical assets within the facility. And so the executive team here said, hey, how, how do we change the patient experience? Because people are getting lost and we can't find things. And this is very important for us, not only from workflows, but also from the patient experience. That How, how, do, how do we change this, right? And how do we deliver some unique experiences out of the f- facility? And can the network lean in if you will and, and and can the platform help help do some of this and so interesting i alluded to the location-based services aspect uh, a second ago one of the things that we're doing here is we're providing indoor navigation and patient check-in through mobile app experience that's tethered directly to our wi-fi access points okay it's utilizing virtual bluetooth low energy I won't go too technical here, but essentially, as as soon as somebody walks in the door, they can be greeted on their mobile device, knowing where that patient or guest is based on the mobile device and Bluetooth capabilities of being turned on and being uh, prompted with a greeting to say, welcome to the Orlando uh, VA Medical Center. And then at that point in time, we can have them fed a screen, if you will, that will say, do you know where you're going or where would you like directions to? And then essentially, selection through a drop-down box. You can choose where you're going and you have a physical map on your mobile phone, right? And we call that a blue dot experience that helps that patient and guest get from point A to point B through the facility. So if they're going to the primary care physician, if they're going to the lab, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can redirect through, again, the, uh, the medical center here. So uh, that's one thing that we're doing. Another thing, if you look at some of these other location-based use cases, tracking critical assets such as ventilators, such as pumps, such as wheelchairs, right? There's a lot of things that move around in hospitals. And so we can locate those critical access within a one meter proximity all through the network, not an overlaying system. Uh, You can also map Foot traffic patterns and your journeys of your users, right? That are going in and outside of these facilities. You can also, uh, you know, when I say the art of the possible, somebody walks by a coffee shop or a cafeteria or a gift shop. You have the ability to engage with them, knowing that that person is going to be walking by that particular facility uh, or or room, right, within the the hospital, and you can greet them and engage them perhaps with a digital coupon and say 20% off your your coffee. And so you really have new revenue generating models that may help offset some of these other costs, right? And I know healthcare is super conscious about costs at this point in time. Always has been, but it's even more sensitive today. Another thing that they're doing quite interestingly is that patient elopement uh, tends to be an issue for most healthcare providers. Uh, with uh, PTSD and Alzheimer's and all the different types of uh, diagnoses that are, are handed across the veteran community, some are at flight risk. And so being able to take the IOT ports and integrate them into electronic door locking systems such as Stanley, you're able to essentially create a safety profile for the organization. Patient has a Bluetooth wristband on they walk close to the door and they don't have the privileges to leave because they're a known flight risk, that door will know where that patient is and will keep the door locked so that they're not allowed to leave. Now, if someone credentialed, such as a social worker or another clinician, is side by side with that patient, maybe taking them to another part of the hospital, could be another appointment, could be for a break uh, in the common area, they're right there next to them and they have an override privilege so that the door will actually unlock as they're walking the patient out. So some really cool examples that, that they're using, I'll throw one more at you here too, in the art of the possible. Uh, they're, uh, they're taking an Uber-like use case of someone comes into the hospital, I, I may need a wheelchair. Wheelchair sometimes may not be at the front. They move around, obviously. And so what if I built into a mobile app patient engagement platform, The ability to make a special request and so i could go in and select a wheelchair request out of the mobile app knowing where i am in the facility based on location services but then also seeing and putting a call on a back-end call i'll say through the system to somebody that's managing the wheelchairs to go fetch that wheelchair and bring that to me at my pinpoint location meanwhile i have the ability to watch that person go out, find that wheelchair, and bring it to me, knowing how far they're out and when they're expected to bring that wheelchair to me. Very similar to an Uber experience, right? So a lot of really cool things that are happening, um, you know, that become, like I I mentioned a little bit earlier, the art of the possible. And that's just around location-based services.
0: Well, Matt, it just, it, it never ceases to amaze me how technology has changed the way we interact with our surroundings. It's just, it's sometimes blows my mind. Matt, this is really good information and thanks for being with us today. Now, if our listeners want to learn more about Juniper Networking Solutions for healthcare providers, how can they get in contact with you?
1: Sure, absolutely. And and it's a pleasure to be on the the show with you today. If anybody has any questions about healthcare, uh, our solutions at Juniper, can reach out to me directly at mattr at juniper.net.
0: Great. And thanks again, Matt. And of course, our listeners can always visit the MICTA website at mictatech.org for more information. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. We hope you find this information helpful as as you continue to keep updating yourself on current technology trends and issues. So be sure to come back again for more. Make your radio episodes. Bye for now.